0: Thank you for listening to We On Fire podcast. Episodes available on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify. Also, to get at us on Twitter at We On Fire Sports. next order of business across the NFL I want to get into is the Deshaun Watson situation down in Houston. As we know, last season, Deshaun Watson he asked the Houston Texans for a trade. He said he no longer trusts Bill O'Brien anymore. He trusted the moves that they were making to try to make their team more competitive. Deshaun Watson had a a great season prior year and boy have things changed as you may have heard you have the sexual allegations against Deshaun Watson and I'm not going to get into who you know the man is innocent or guilty that's for another podcast but I will say this the situation has definitely turned now from where Deshaun doesn't want to be there and the Houston Texans don't want him to be there. So now my next question is, is where's is his trade value? You know, before all of this came out as far as the allegations is concerned they wanted to form for Deshaun Watson. Multiple first round picks. And being a Chicago Bear fan at the time, I was willing to put push the chips in to get Deshaun Watson. Even if it included multiple first round draft picks. As I mentioned, I can't say whether or not Deshaun is innocent or guilty in these allegations. But I definitely do know that any team is not going to spend multiple first-round draft picks trying to acquire him on their football team. So we'll see. Definitely, we on file podcast will bring you any updates as we hear in regards to that situation with Deshaun Watson. But... Another course of business I want to get into especially since we have preseason kicked off is the hot seat. We all know around this time of the year. Some coaches out there that's maybe putting the house on the market. Maybe making some other decisions of leaving their current location. You know, we have Matt Nagy in Chicago. Matt Nagy and the Chicago Bears actually made the playoffs last season. With a stellar defense. The offense was garbage. But we still made the playoffs. And had a chance to beat the New Orleans Saints in the playoff game down in New Orleans. If the offense got, you know, on the plane. But with all that said, I think Matt Nagy has actually brought himself another year. As well as Ryan Pace. So, I believe Matt Nagy is safe, at least for this season, unless the wheels just completely fall off. Another situation that I'm looking at is the situation up in New York with the New York Giants. Big Blue. We got Joe Judge up there now as the head coach of the New York football Giants. Last season, they went six and 10 didn't make the playoffs. We got a chance to see Daniel Jones. Saquon Barkley was injured virtually all that season. You know, we have Dave Gettleman. I'll just allow that situation to see how it unfolds. I believe though that Dave Gettleman is getting impatient, even though he may say otherwise, and we all know his uh, situation or how he gets down with the media. So that's the situation I'm looking at. Also one is not necessarily a hot seat, but one situation that I'm looking at is Pete Carroll up in Seattle. I don't think the Seattle Seahawks will fire Pete Carroll, per se. But I think that, say, this season, if they dip down from the 12-4 and 4 that they went last season, and say, for whatever reason, not make the playoffs, by out early in the playoffs, I think Pete Carroll is ready to retire from the National Football League as a head coach. I really believe so. So, we'll see. There's definitely some early thoughts from around the National Football League as we are definitely heating up in the preseason. So, definitely we appreciate you listening. We on Fire Sports Podcast. on fire sports podcast coming up my conversation with Macko and his thoughts on the Chicago Bears we on Five sports podcast today's show man I got a special guest coming through man to give us some definitely good insight on the situation up at Hallis Hall with the Chicago Bears I got my my main man coming through Macko
1: from Chi-Town How's it going today, my man? Bad down, brother, you know what it is. It was Scott, the man rushing in the building. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty live up here, it's hot. You know, it's really, really hot in August, last week of the Leo season.
0: Oh, man, I know y'all definitely joined, uh, joined the good weather up there in Chi-town, man. Well, you know, man, the band's been all over the, the news recently uh, with the situation with Justin Fields. But before I get into Justin Fields, Um, I just want to get your overall thoughts, man, on, you know, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace trying to put this ball club together. Uh, Obviously, we have, you know, a real defense, but the offense has been straight garbage. You know, do you feel, you know, how do you feel about uh, Matt Nagy and his job situation up in Chicago?
1: So, man, if you know, if you follow me on YouTube or whatever, Firebox2300, you know I made a rant about Nagy and his job and how his job is not safe. And it's a do or die season for him. But I can tell you by looking at the first preseason game, I can see his face that he is very excited to have a quarterback who can actually run his offense and make plays ad-lib down the field. But his job is definitely not safe. It's do or die for my nigga this season. If the Bears get off to a Bears start. I don't see him finishing the season as the Bears coach.
0: Yeah, I definitely would agree with you in that. You know, I kind of had a rant as well, uh, rant as well on uh, our previous episode in regards to Matt Nagy or the Chicago Bears situation. You know, and I, I do feel that, you know, Matt' job, you know, is safe until further notice. Meaning that, yeah, you know, I feel that if the Bears come out and say the first four games they go three and one, hey, everything's sweet in the neighborhood. But if the Bears go one and three and we haven't seen, say, a Justin Fields, then yeah, it might be a good time for Matt Nagy as well, and, as, well as Ryan Pace to put their house on the market at this point. Well, I'm Pace, pretty... Pace, you know,
1: he a GM. I really like Ryan Pace as our GM. Now, <laughs> his job is linked to Matt Nagy, but, you know, Matt is a coach and Ryan Pace is GM, so you gotta separate it. And you know the media and they want us to keep it all together, but you really can't. If you think about the moves, Ryan he hit a couple of home runs and he dropped the ball on a couple. Like Mr. Biscay, he that was just a drop in the pen. He had to make something happen. He moved up. He picked the wrong guy. It happens. You know what I mean? A whole league of teams picked the wrong guy when they passed on Brady, so it happens. You know what I mean? Like You, you, don't, you think you got a diamond in the rough and you don't. But he followed it up, he lived to it, he gave gave the coach a chance to develop the quarterback. It really did happen, he moved on. That's the main thing though. You You gotta accept your accountability and you gotta move on, and he did. And he got Justin Fields, and let me tell you, brother, it's looking bright. Just off of the preseason game, you can tell that the offense looks a lot better and Matt Nagy is a lot more comfortable. But still, I don't think that's going to save his job because his decision-making in critical situations is just not up to par. It's just not. Well, yeah, I would agree
0: with you as far as definitely... Pace, as far as you know, hitting some home runs, obviously with the Mac situation and getting them out of uh out of over Great deal, um, great deal. <laughs> you no, know, he's, he's made he's made some good moves, and as you as you alluded to earlier, he did a good job in, in, in understanding that hey, we made a mistake in Trubisky. You know, the city's not going to live that down when you had the opportunity to draft uh Deshaun Watson and obviously Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, I do feel that you know with pace. You know i think that you know unfortunately they are linked to each other you know and i think that you know their decision to trade up to get say a justin fields was to me a good look in the right say direction now how do you feel about fields man we we you know got a chance to see him uh at ohio state university uh yes. to be quite <laughs> honest i've never been a fan of ohio state university quarterbacks.
1: <laughs> oh I, baby I, I how you not gonna I, like the red
0: <laughs> I don't want the horseshoe, you know, to come after me, you know, the great people (laughs) at the Ohio State University, but y'all quarterbacks have been straight gobbled. And so I was a little skeptical. But the cool part about, say, Justin Fields is, you know, as I'm recording uh, here in Georgia, I got an opportunity to watch him play in high school, you know, and follow them to get into the University of Georgia and them not, you know, I don't understand not, you know, recognizing, say, his talents, and obviously he moved on to Ohio, Ohio State,
1: How do you feel about Justin Fields Fields and what you saw in that first game? So what I saw in Justin Fields in that first game is a player that's focused, that's hungry, that's determined, that's young. He know the mission, you know what I mean? He anxious to get at it, but he's not in a rush, if that make any sense. He just ready, you know? Like when I looked at the game, I I looked at the first, I looked at his first series, I'm like, okay, it looked a little shaky. But then how he just warmed up to the game. He a playmaker, and in Chicago we haven't had a playmaker like that in a long time. I'm real excited because how about how about how about ever? Um, you know, definitely <laughs> some of my my true Bear
0: fans remember the experiment with Cordell Stewart, and we all know <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Slash. I mean, I mean, you know, Slash. We call Slash. You know, I think that was more of hype. You know what I mean? When we got Slash, Cordell Stewart was decent, but that was all. Hype and campaign. He was like, you know, he was really never, uh, uh, really a uh, uh, one of those type guys. But he, we gave a shot. That man. was that was for that was for ticket sales, but real fanship, the ad test. We we like this last, but nah, Justin feels the real deal. You know I mean? This this kid, he can play. He got like that Cam Newton type vibe, without the wardrobe. Young, hungry Cam Newton, who was with the JUCO. Who went to Auburn? Who suffered through, and you know what I mean? Became that man. These these the type of vibes I get from Justin Fields, Russell West. I mean, uh, Russell Wilson. He give you that Russell Wilson vibe, like he elusive, but on the run he make those type of plays that win games, and that's what Chicago need because you mentioned the defense earlier. So when a game gets close, and we need that drive, we need a quarterback who can scramble out the pocket and make a smart decision. You know what I mean? And then we're going to need the coach to make an even smarter decision once the quarterback secure the field position. And, you know, and that's where I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a lot of faith in Nagy right now, but I got a lot of faith in Justin Fields. And I think that if he's coached right, it might add another year tender to Matt Nagy's career. Yeah, what do you think about overall about the offense? Obviously, we made some moves a little bit
0: uh, on the offensive side of the football with you know Miller leaving, you know, get being traded. You know, I actually like Miller as one of the wide receivers. I thought he was a guy that you know was able to make moves. We also have you know a little bit of the emergence of Donnell Mooney, which a lot of people are looking forward to this season just to see how he does. But to me, I think the you know one of the main things, especially when you have a young uh, quarterback uh, in there, is the running game. Now, you know, obviously prior before this uh, particular podcast, before people were able to, to listen, we had a few words about a Mr. David Montgomery back there in the backfield. Now, <laughs> he, now right? me personally, you know, I really haven't been a big-time fan of David Montgomery, but the jury is still out. You know, I saw some flashes from him last season, especially, you know, catching the football out of the backfield. You know, he, he showed me something, but to me it was more him being inconsistent. Well, How do you feel about David Montgomery in the backfield in
1: Chicago, man? Man, Montgomery, that kid right there, he got spunk. You know, and he got a lot of heart and he got a lot of class. He like a perfect running back for Chicago at this point. Cohen coming back, you know what I mean? But just on Montgomery, his toughness. You know, like the Bears was in a tough situation last year towards the end of the season where the the passing, the passing the offense, the running the ball, everything was just in the mud. With his back against the right. wall, he got the carries, he, and he delivered. You know what I mean? The best, led the season in, in rushing yards towards the end of the year. Like, he decent with yards from the line of scrimmage. He can catch the ball. He can run. He get the yak. Like, he really just it's, – it's, it's it's all about coaching, and I don't believe that Nagy is scheming the running game the right way to, to – his strengths, you know what I mean? I don't think his strengths, I don't think the running game is scheme to his strengths because he got the power. He could go inside the tackles. He got breakaway speed, but the O-line was misship last year. We, we we moved a lot of people around this year. We made a few moves. We got, we, we it's yet to see, but I like Dave Montgomery in the backfield starting. He had three down back all, all day. He can catch, he can run. It's all about the scheme adding a, a guy like Justin Fields is only going to make him better because it's going to give us that, that dual running threat. We gonna, our offense should look something similar to a Baltimore offense. You know what I mean? But it should even be better because like you was talking about the wide receivers. You know what I mean? We franchise tag Robinson with a rookie running, with a rookie quarterback, you need a wide receiver like Robinson to just really calm the nerve. We know we got a third down guy. We can just throw them the ball. It's a first down for those third and mid, for that third and mid range game that fuck a lot of that really mess a lot of teams up. You know what I mean? That that's what we got. We got we got a nice system going. We get the third and short. We we'll be okay with David Montgomery in the backfield. We got Robinson on the corner over there. Those other those other wide receivers they gotta earn their keep. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not I'm not high on Mooney yet. He was cool in the SEC, but I'm not sold. Yeah, you know, real players make real plays, and if you a dog, you're gonna be a dog. You know, it don't matter if you were in college, high school, NFL. It's it's time. The rise, it's time. You know, it's really time for the wide receivers to step up.
0: So, how do you think the Bears are gonna do this season, man? You know, last uh, year you know, the Bears made the playoffs. You know, lost to me a very winnable game down in New Orleans, uh, which was the last win for the uh, great Drew Brees. Uh, what do you think the Bears are going to do this season, man? You think the Bears will be able to make the playoffs this season, man? How, how, how you feel about
1: that? Bears should win nine games this season, ten games, and make the playoffs. I think the season going to start off two and two. I think we should be fifth. We should be five hundred, but we definitely going to make the playoffs this year. You know, it's going to be tight. Wild card, gonna, wild card seat going to be open. We should sneak in there. We might out outright. Depending on what's going on up north in Green Bay, but you know, I think we make the playoffs, no doubt this year. Offense even better, defense solid, Hicks coming back, you know what I mean? Our corners we gotta we gotta figure out we gotta figure out our corner situation because I'm not sold on that either. But the interior and the middle of the defense is solid. So, you know, I think we make the playoffs legit this year. You know what I mean? Because nobody, we really ain't worried about nobody in the central. Green Bay suspect, Aaron Rodgers unhappy. He could easily not finish up in Green Bay. Adams is cool, but, you know, anything can happen. So I got the Bears going to the playoffs this year, winning nine or ten games. I'll take the under. I'm a betting guy, so I'll take the under, under ten. But I think we'll win ten games at least.
0: Yeah, I kind of agree with that as well. I think the Bears are, uh, are not, uh, well, you know, we have 17 games this season. So, you know, I do see them, you know, at, at 9, 10, you know, game type of approach or, 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 or type of level this season. I think it's going to be very interesting in the Central because I'm, I'm not confident at all that the other ball clubs, you know, you had, uh, you know, Detroit uh, Lions bring in Jerry Goff, you know, not a fan of Jerry Goff. Um, I think that the Green Bay situation is shaky at best then we got Minnesota and Kirk Cousins whole COVID non-COVID testing situation up in Minnesota so yeah I definitely do do think the Bears have a realistic shot at winning the uh, NFC uh, North this season um, so definitely man we appreciate your thoughts in regards to the Chicago Bears up there in Hallis Hall uh, we're definitely going to be checking in with you throughout the, uh, throughout the uh, NFL uh, regular season to definitely get your thoughts and updates not only on the Chicago Bears but across uh, the league um, so we'll take a, a quick uh, break we're going to get into our NBA uh, portion we I'm going to bring uh, Macko through to uh, tell me how he feels about the uh, Chicago Bulls and the free agency move they made up there so so yeah I'd like to welcome you back to we on fire podcast I got my special guest today one of our Chicago Bulls correspondents Maco in the building Chicago Bulls made a, a few huge uh, little moves uh, within the uh, free agency period. And I say huge little moves because it was huge in news, but definitely it's a wait-and-see situation up in Chicago. So first off, man, how, how do you feel about the free agent moves the Bears made and bringing in DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso from the uh, formerly of the Lakers, and uh, Lonzo B- Coming up on We on Fire Sports Podcast, my conversation with my NBA correspondent down in Miami, Steve, is thoughts on the Miami Heat and what they're doing down there this season. Uh, this season is the 75th season of the National Basketball Association, and I have my Miami Heat correspondent uh, here by the name of Steve checking in with us once again. Just to provide some uh, thoughts across the NBA, as well as uh, his team, the Miami Heat. How's it going today, my man?
2: I'm doing good, brother. How are you?
0: Man, man, doing swell over here, man. We on five podcasts. We're heating up, man. Getting into uh, definitely the uh, NBA as we uh, ended the summer league situation and uh, getting ready next up for training camp, man. What's been your early thoughts, man, on uh, almost close to $3 billion being spent in free
2: agency, man, in the NBA? ridiculous amounts of money being shoved out. Um, especially to some guys, some mid-level guys that you're like, whoa, you know, shocking. I, I, did, I did get up uh, that amount of cash, but you know, uh, I think um, some teams help themselves out. Uh, I, I like the Lakers and what they've done, what they did. Uh, I might be one of the few folks who, who thinks that, but uh, I think they did something that that fits their ball club and their style of play. And they upgraded at numerous positions. I like what the Heat did, Um, you know, upgrading from uh, Grogic to, uh, you know, arguably, you know, a a pit bull at point guard, you know, one one of the better point guards in the league. Um, You know, I, I, I think, you know there's gonna be there's 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 gonna be an arms race at some point I think we didn't see the end of it here I think the trading deadline is gonna be pretty big you're gonna see guys moving around on the trading deadline more so than you saw probably years past um, because you have a super team in, in Brooklyn and you know teams are gonna realize that they're falling short and they're gonna have to make some moves
0: yeah man that that Lakers situation to me was a little interesting <laughs> You know, obviously, they made a trade for Russell Westbrook, uh, brought him in, you know, shipped out Kyle Kuzma, KCP, uh, Montrezl Harrell uh, to the Washington Wizards. And to me, I mean, it's an interesting deal. I think uh, um, it's all about Russell to me. You know, I think that at the end of the day, um, you know, he's an outstanding athlete, an outstanding talent. But I think the last couple seasons was really kind of burnt him, especially last season in Washington once we got to the playoff situation. Uh, you know, Washington hustled their way into the playoff situation in the East. Is that either he ran out of gas or it seemed like he was on a milk cart during that whole series. And I think he, to me, is a guy that can either, you know, light the house up or burn the house down. Um, what's your thoughts about Westbrook, man? And just, you know, how people perceive Russell
2: Westbrook? Well, uh, you know, Russ has obviously some holes in this game, for sure. Um, At least in today's NBA's game, you know, when it comes to the playoffs, you can you can minimize Russ very, very quickly. Um, He's a guy who struggles from beyond the arc, uh, you know, but he's going to drive and he's going to he's going to shoot up shots uh, and he's going to try to get to the paint. Unfortunately, in in the playoffs, you know teams do a really good job of taking that away and so I don't think Russ has kind of uh, been flexible enough to adapt his game uh, to fit that he's been basically doing what worked for him in the regular season trying to do it in the playoffs so I think that's where he, he's had some struggles but he'll still put up points um, are, are is it always efficient no but he'll still get you rebounds, he'll get you points, and he'll put in numbers. And that's what LeBron needs. That's what LeBron needs at this point in his career, somebody who can carry uh, carry the load from a scoring standpoint. Um, I think, uh, you know, especially in the regular season, but in the playoffs, I think LeBron can kind of control the pace and you won't see that reckless abandonment that Russell has been playing with. And, you know, just trying to get to, 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 the, to the rim uh, you know, at all costs, or jacking up shots that, you know, he, normally, he, he, he probably shouldn't be taking. So I think uh, with LeBron uh, running point crunch time, I think that kind of minimizes some of that.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see that him and LeBron James dynamic because, you know, I was just looking at some stats, you know, from last season just in reference to LeBron. You know, people have publicized got 69% from the free throw line. Um, and he had, uh, I think, one of the lowest attempts since, uh, I believe, the second season. So, you know, and I mean, in his situation, I mean, he's 36 going on 37 during the season. Uh, definitely, you need a guy out there with some kind of bounce. To me, I just thought, I think, I think it's an interesting situation. I believe they make their team what we call top head Meaning that, you know, if you look at it, you got Davis, you got James, you got Westbrook. All three of those guys have been out due to injury over the past couple of seasons. And so to me, I think, you know, a lot of people talk about chemistry, but I think that, that part is the most important part to me because if you have two of those three guys out for like a reasonable amount of time, I don't think that the rest of their team, when you look at the competition in the West and what the other teams are in the West, I don't know. You know, what, What's your thoughts on that as far as just the guys that they brought in, um, you know, just to kind of fill out their bench with Carmelo Anthony, Wayne Ellerton, um, you know they made some moves and, and brought in some shooters but you know what, what are your thoughts on that man
2: well uh, they're definitely a older bunch for sure uh, th- this is a team that they're putting together for the playoffs this is a playoff run team they want guys who can score and, and moments to kind of minimize those drop moments that they had last year but, you know, ironically enough, you know, call me a heat homer or whatever. But I, I think this team kind of reminds me a little bit of some of those LeBron Miami teams. Um, I, I think Russ fills that D-Wade uh, role a little bit. I mean, D-Wade wasn't a big, you know, from the art guy. And I know when we're talking about LeBron, it's surrounded him with shooters and let him do his thing. But that wasn't D-Wade. And Chris Bosch, you know, he was a good shooter, but he wasn't going to let the world out. From, the, from beyond the arc So I think this team Kind of reminds me A little bit Of that um, Where you have A couple of slashers um, And They have to Kind of learn To play with one another But As long as You've got Somebody else Who can kind of Score When those moments Get difficult In the, in, in, in the playoffs Who could give you some, some quick buckets Who could give you Some timely Defensive plays uh, You know You know you got a whole team filled with veterans. They're gonna know how to play in the playoffs. Uh, the Trevor Ariza's of the world. Those guys are gonna come through. Even the Dwight Howard, who, who, who had a multiple on his third, on his third stint with the Lakers, by the way. Third stint with the Lakers, but he's coming off, you know, a, a championship run. So you know, he he he's been deep into the playoffs the past couple of years. So, you know, he he played with the with the Lakers when they were in the bubble when they won and he was in Philadelphia as well. You know, he, he's battle tested in the playoffs. Uh, you know, obviously he's there for defense and rebounding, but I think he can contribute. And I think uh the whole roster pretty much can contribute in the playoffs. They're all the kind of that that defensive mindset with with with, with timely shots. You know getting through the free throw line guys who could score in spurts they all have that dynamic um you know on the on that bench and i think uh i think they're gonna be able to to surprise some folks i think they'll have an easy route out west i think it's whether or not they could beat um brooklyn and i think they got the defensive guys that might be able to at least keep brooklyn in check if it's a healthy brooklyn team
0: Yeah, I think uh, that, uh, you know, the comparison between Westbrook and Wade, I think it's interesting because that's kind of part of what I was mentioning earlier about Westbrook, that it's all on him. Because I think the thing with Wade is that he did a lot of things in that Miami situation that you don't put on the stat sheet. Right. Obviously, him as a player, you know, Dwayne Wade is a dog. I mean, he was a dog from day one, you know, when he stepped foot in Miami. And he just had a knack for making those big time plays, whether it's getting a big time block, whether it was a steal, whether it's a cross, take this cat to the lane, dunk on Bear Child or something. You know, Wade has always been one of those type of guys when it's time to play, you ain't got to worry about the way. And I think that to me, if the Lakers want to get to where they want to get to, I think that Russell Westbrook has to channel that part of his game, as you mentioned in the playoffs when it's real time. You know, yeah. I don't think that, you know, you can't, I, I don't think this Lakers squad can't tolerate a, a Russell Westbrook shooting four for 15. You now, I just don't think that
2: that's not going to work on this particular team. Well, the well, well yeah, so, and you're absolutely right. But what allowed Dwayne Wade to be able to do that was the fact that he didn't have to carry the load. It, it, it wasn't flash anymore, it was pick your spots, you know, cool. focus on the defensive end get the get a key turnover get a key rebound uh get out on the break with lebron and i, I think that part of it is going to kind of translate to the lakers now with with russ because he doesn't have to carry the offensive load um even in washington yeah bradley beal was there but you know there was times where you know bradley wasn't hidden and and it had to bid Russ, especially in the playoffs when bradley was in 100 percent so I think if Everybody's being healthy And that's a big if um, I think Russ can kind of channel that energy, Wade, because he doesn't have to do it all. He could pick his spots, and he could really hone in on the defensive side of the ball and do some things there. Uh, Still ultra athletic, still still able to cut a cut cut a passing lane and and lead out on the break, get a rebound, lead out on the break. So I think you know that part of his game is just going to be enhanced even more.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I got I got a feeling. I got a feeling we're gonna to touch this subject definitely once again here on the Wheel of Fire podcast. As you mentioned about the Miami, uh, Miami, uh, how do you feel about your Heat man this season, man? Pat, you know, once again, Godfather style. To Kyle it. Lowry, yeah. You know, you know, kneel and kiss the ring, man. You know, he brought in Kyle Lowry.
1: Yep.
0: What you about on your Heat this season, man.
2: uh man, I, I, I'm I'm excited. I think. They're the, the clear-cut number three team in the in, in the East. Um, I know Boston re-signed a few guys to some high-priced salaries, like we were mentioning uh, earlier about high-priced salaries. Um, and but I think they 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 have kind of fell back a little bit. Uh, you know, they got two guys that are pretty good, but you know I don't think they're they're as good as Miami. Uh, I think the Heat. Um, Took a step back last year when they lost some guys. Jay Crowder was big, you know. They, they lost some guys who were dogs who were on, on the defensive side of the ball, and 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 you saw that uh, when they played Milwaukee. You saw that they were missing those guys that that made it difficult for Giannis, and they didn't have they didn't have near nearly the length and and, and the depth that they had the previous year in the bubble. So I think you'll see a better Heat version uh, this year. I see. I, I think you'll get a more athletic heat heat version this year um, if Kyle Lowry can stay healthy, and you know he's he's had some injury problems. But him and Oladipo, when he comes back, and you know hopefully sometime in January, if when Oladipo gets back, and and, and he could get into the fold a little bit. Uh, and if you see a, a little bit more Of a development from Ky- uh, Tyler Hero I think you're going to get a, a much better Heat team that can probably Give a team like Milwaukee Some trouble this year So uh, obviously I don't think They they're they're, they're they got enough weapons To be a Brooklyn team um, But uh, They could definitely get to the Eastern Conference
0: Well I mean You guys are the last team to beat the Milwaukee Bucks In the playoffs here um, so, definitely, you know, I would agree as far as you guys can save Milwaukee. I think, that, as you mentioned, that Crowder loss was, was huge. You know, I think that uh, also, too, Tyler Hero, and, you know, as we all know, some of his off the field, you know, it was Miami, man. It's the hardest NBA city to play in. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not the only person to say that. Anybody's ever visited the 305 would definitely understand what we mean by that. You know, so it's definitely a tough town you're a young guy uh, to play in. And I think uh, we kind of uh, fell into the pitfalls of that a little bit last season. Uh, I think Jimmy Butler, I think some of the focus was off a little bit. But I think bringing in Kyle Lowry will definitely get uh, uh, Jimmy Butler re-energized. What's your thoughts on, on Jimmy Butler, man, JB?
2: Well, uh, Jimmy, and this goes with for, for the rest of the Miami team. I mean, when they made that deep playoff run, into the, you know, NBA Finals, uh, you know, and then getting a short offseason, I think that hurt a team like the Miami, a team that plays that hard, that on both ends, it hurt a lot of teams. You saw it with the injuries, I think the teams that were deep into the playoffs, like
0: Man, what's your thoughts on uh, what's your thoughts on Jimmy Butler, man? This season for the Miami Heat, you, know, you guys, you know, went out there and expected him. You know, he didn't have you know, what we call a, a typical Jimmy Butler season last season. To me,
2: he was a little tentative on the offensive end.
0: What's your thoughts on, on Jimmy Butler, man?
2: I think the the, the Heat as a whole uh, kind of felt victim to that deep playoff run in the finals. I think they were a tired bunch last season. That short offseason really hampered a team like Miami, the team that goes hard on both ends of the uh, uh, of court i think uh you know jimmy looked tired at times he had some nagging nagging injuries but the same could be said for bam and, and it, you know duncan robinson there was times when duncan was missing a lot of shots you know obviously when you have a jump shooter you know his legs are everything i think the heat looked tired a lot last season so um you know i think this year will be a much better season for them i think jimmy's going to bounce back uh i think uh you know getting some some new blood on the roster um some guys some energizing guys that are that are going to just you know get the most out of uh out of out of Jimmy and Bam you know and, and really push the ball a little bit i think that's going to help um i think uh i think uh it's going to be a different and much better season for you yeah i think the uh
0: olympic experience for bam adebayo is going to be huge you know i think that uh I think Bam kind of needed that. You know, as you mentioned, they did look a little tired, especially Bam last season. You know, obviously he got hurt during the NBA Finals. Um, so I think that Olympic experience for Bam, I think, is going to be huge next season. He's a guy that I'm definitely kind of looking at uh, to see if uh, you know. Obviously, he's a former All Star, and you know, I just want to see Bam kind of take that next step up. And I think uh, Bam is a Pat Riley type of guy. Um, so I'm going to be real interested in seeing how he uh, plays next season. Um, you mentioned Duncan Robinson, man. What's your thoughts on Duncan Robinson? You know, they backed up, uh, you know, the bank up to uh, Duncan Robinson for the extension. And what's your thoughts about that? A lot of people across the league thought uh, Duncan got overpaid, man.
2: What do you think about Duncan Robinson? Uh, there was a lot of guys getting overpaid, like we mentioned before. But I think Duncan, you know, is, he, he's gotten better every year. Um, and I think if he can stay healthy and and – this isn't this isn't the ceiling for him. I think he could get better. Uh, he's a good shooter, obviously, but you know there's parts of his game that he's worked on getting to the basket, um, parts of his defensive game that he's worked on. So he's a, he's a much improved player from from even from 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 last year. Uh, well, from the finals year where they where where they went in the bubble, I think you know he came out um, this past season and really did well. I think he. He had his moments, obviously, like the rest of the Heat team that that they kind of struggled. They didn't have their legs underneath them. But, you know, he was hitting shots. Uh, There was times where, you know, when they would go into these little ruts offensively, it was Duncan that was kind of bailing them out. And so I I think, you know, sky's the limit for him. I think he, he can be... Uh, a better version of, of Duncan Robertson, which is scary from a shooting standpoint, but if he can get more aspects of his game in line, you know, continue to trying to be able to get to the basket, develop a little bit of a mid-range game, I think he you know, he's going to be a better player.
0: Yeah, man, I think uh, this uh, version of the coming up uh, this next week is going to be better than the uh, their last year version. So man, we definitely appreciate your thoughts, man. Appreciate your great insight across the National Basketball Association. Um, you know, definitely gonna be, uh, probably get your insights, man, on that uh, a preview show that we on Five Sports Podcast has coming up. Definitely gonna check back in with you
2: and see how your heat doing uh, when the season uh, kicked off. But so we appreciate it, man. Appreciate for ha- appreciate you for having me, Nod. And, and you know, it's always a pleasure to talk sports with you. Hey, man, we on Five Sports Podcast, man. Straight
0: heat, man. No narratives, man. No chaser. No narratives here, man. Just straight chaser, man. We on Five Sports Podcast. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll check back in with you, man. So I appreciate it, man. Appreciate your thoughts. Yeah, you can stay on, 2G. G. I it. five sports podcast we had another great episode in episode four we chopped it up with our special guests Macko and uh, steve to provide their analysis across the sporting world we appreciate their contributions and once again thanks for listening to we on fire sports podcast thank you for listening to we on fire podcast episodes available on breaker Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify. Also to get at us on Twitter at We On Fire Sports.